Welcome, everyone, to the First Presbyterian Church podcast. We are First Presbyterian in Elizabethtown, Kentucky, and we are glad that you are here listening with us, and we'd love to hear from you. Um, We hope that your day will be blessed, and may the peace of Christ be with you. many places in the Bible where we see shepherds playing a role. Can you think of any? The Christmas story might come to mind where the shepherds are the first to hear about Jesus's birth. Or maybe you're thinking of the Jesus story that he tells about uh, the shepherd who goes and finds his lost lamb. There are other stories too in the Old Testament In Exodus, Moses works as a shepherd for 40 years before God comes to him and appears to him, asking him to lead the Israelites out of slavery. And then there's King David, who's one of Jesus's ancestors. In Psalm 28, 78 rather, it says, God took him from his sheepfolds and asked David to be the shepherd of the people. We see this idea of shepherd talk in our scripture reading today, too. In the story we just read, Jesus, who has just recently come back to life, has appeared in front of his disciples again, and this time he's made them a huge breakfast. The disciples are both happy to see Jesus and a little confused about what's going on. Nonetheless, they happily eat the food that Jesus has made for them. I probably would too if someone made me a huge free breakfast. After finishing their meal though, Jesus asks one of the disciples, Peter, to come and talk with him in private. This is where the shepherd talk comes in. Jesus asks, Peter, do you love me? Still a little confused about what's going on, Peter responds, Well, sure, Jesus, you know I love you. Feed my lambs, Jesus says. We see this kind of questioning back and forth happen three times in this story. Peter, do you love me? Yes, Jesus, of course I love you. And Jesus continues this kind of shepherd talk. Peter and Jesus had been friends for a long time at this point. They had gone through thick and thin together. Peter literally watched Jesus suffer on the cross, and now he was back. But it's fair to say that these two would have known each other on a deep level at this point. Plus, Peter knew that Jesus was special. He had done indescribable things that only God could do. And he knew things that no one else knew. So why, probably thought Peter, did Jesus feel the need to ask him whether he loved him or not? Jesus was the son of God after all. Once more, Jesus asks Peter, do you love me? And at this point, Peter is so over it. Lord, you know everything. You know I love you. But Jesus just says, feed my sheep. 
And as Jesus continues speaking to him, things become clear as to what Peter is being asked to do, to be a shepherd. If you were here during worship last Sunday, you may remember hearing about something called shepherd training that happened right after worship. It was basically an opportunity for members of the congregation to come together and talk about new ideas and learn new ways to be a more welcoming, open congregation to new visitors. But if you couldn't make it, no big deal, you're not in trouble. But something that I found so interesting about that session, something that I learned when we were talking, was that we, everyone who is part of this faith community, all of us already have the passion and really the skills to do what needs to be done to drive the church forward. And when I say church, I don't mean just this one congregation. I mean the church in the world. We are moving the church forward, and you are too, whether you know it or not. I remember the first day I came to First Pres back in October. I was really nervous about starting my internship here, and I was terrified to walk in the front doors of the building and come to worship for the first time. Have you ever gone to a church or just somewhere new for the first time, so worried about what people would think of you, whether they would like you or not? It almost feels like you're going to your first day at a new school and you have butterflies in your stomach. Well, I remember coming to First Pres that first Sunday and I knew nobody, not one person. I had barely met Chelsea and no one really knew me either, except after worship that day, someone said, someone came up to me and just said, hi, welcome, what's your name? There was so much warmth and excitement in these new faces. At the time, they were strangers' faces. But in that moment, I knew God was calling me to be here. Believe it or not, you were all shepherds here. In your own ways, you made this space somewhere that I felt safe and welcomed and loved. There are so many things that go into making this church work, y'all. It's a lot of work. But what I find so amazing about First Pres is how everyone brings different talents and skills into this community. You are leaders, teachers, cooks, amazing cooks, I should say, singers, musicians, friends, prayers. The list could go on and on. And what makes us shepherds are the things that make us each unique images of God. And we reflect God's image, too, when we go out into our communities and when we go home. God is being reflected through us. But there is a challenge for us as well. Because no church is perfect, right? Nobody is perfect. We all make mistakes. And this can be true, too, when we think about being shepherds, right? The church, and again, I mean the big world church, 
the church has not always been a warm, welcoming place for everyone. Think of that first day of school analogy again. Has there ever been a time when you went somewhere new and you were so hopeful that you would find love there, only to be met with disappointment? Or worse, been mistreated by people who you thought would embrace you? Maybe it was at school or work, or maybe it was church. And if that's ever been your experience, you are not alone. The reality of this thing we call church is that at its core, it's human. Yes, we as Christians are part of a bigger community with a greater God-given purpose, and the Holy Spirit is always working in us and through us in some way. But we are all flawed in our own ways, too. Sometimes we don't love our neighbors the way we should. In our world today, it seems like that fact becomes truer a little bit every day. People everywhere are hurt by the church, by Christians. We exclude sometimes. We do harm. We ignore things we shouldn't. We blame. We care a little less than we should. We oppress. We become the Pontius Pilate. We become the crucifier. But even as these things are true, and sometimes they are true, even as we fail to love our neighbor, even as we contribute to the hurt in the world, even as we allow death in, death does not have the last word. God does. It is Christ who was victorious when he defeated the powers of sin and death, his death and our own. God's love is so overwhelming, so full of grace, it overcomes even the worst of our mistakes. It brings the world back to life and then some. Even when the shepherd loses his sheep, he goes and finds them again. When Jesus asked Peter the question, do you love me, those three times, that is a direct reference to the three times Peter denied Jesus when Jesus was on trial. Earlier in the Gospel of John, when Peter is asked whether he knows Jesus, he says, nope. Then when Peter is asked if he is a disciple of Jesus, he says, no, I'm not. And then when somebody asks him if he even kept company with Jesus, he says, no. And yet, in this passage, we see Jesus, post-resurrection, pulling Peter aside after breakfast for a chat. He asks Peter, do you love me? Not in an interrogating way, but maybe just as somebody who misses his friend. Jesus 
hasn't forgotten Peter's betrayal, but here he makes it clear in his words and in his actions, he forgives him. But this is about much more than forgiveness. It goes further. Jesus asks, Simon, a son of John, do you love me? Feed my lambs. He's asking Peter if he's willing to show love in ways he wasn't willing to before. To commit to something bigger. To be a shepherd. And Jesus is asking him this because he has faith in Peter, despite everything that Peter has done. And in the same way, God, even though we mess up, God still has faith in us to do the right thing. Peter, do you love me? Take care of my sheep. To be a shepherd is not to live in comfort or privilege. It means getting your hands dirty, doing the work that needs to be done, devoting ourselves in the good times and in the bad times. It means confronting the hurt, the suffering, the injustice with endurance. Do you love me? Feed my sheep. To be a shepherd is to pour ourselves out for others, just as Jesus did. It means giving yourself in ways you haven't before. So, I ask you, and Jesus asks you, are you willing to take a step forward, despite the mistakes you've made, and take care of the sheep, to be a shepherd? To be a shepherd is to be a friend to the lonely, to be kind to, to those who have been cast off, and doing so with the faith that God's Spirit is working through us. Do you love me? Jesus asks. How are we going to show love to God? How are we to be shepherds to God and to each other? Jesus makes it clear. Follow me. Let us follow his example. Amen.